yo, 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 yo. What's good, everyone? You are listening to the world famous, the award-winning, award-nominated Behind the Baller podcast. We are coming to you live and direct from San Francisco. I am your host, Ben Baller, not Ben Humble, a.k.a. the Korean John Daly, a.k.a. the Korean Harry Higgs, a.k.a. the Wash Lord, a.k.a. Odessu. That would be old boy. This show is brought to you by the almighty podcast producers of the year, Miles Davis and Jordan Winter, also known as the Dust Brothers. Uh, yeah, man, it is fucking Thursday, my favorite day of the week. It is cold as a motherfucker in the Bay Area. Yeah, man, we lit. It's going to be a short episode today. It is. Uh, it was actually cold in L.A. It's been hitting like high 30s. Like, what the fuck is going on? Right. But yo, I am officially on vacation, guys. I promised my wife no golf, no podcasting, no work. It's just vacation and daddy gang time. That's it. No appointments before 1030. I told my wife, I don't give a fuck what the kids is talking about, whatever. Boom. They're up. They're occupied with other shit. I don't care. I ain't trying to jump and go to the fucking, you know, to the zoo or wherever the fuck we're going to. No, that shit ain't happening before 10.30. We're going to relax, go slow motion, and appreciate just chilling. Because look, man, my wife really just, I mean, if the kids are driving me crazy, I'm not with them as much as she is, she loses her fucking mind. And the other night, we got three dogs, right? And the other night, I was having wing stop with Ryder and Kaya. And I gave my Bernadoodle four Wingstop fries. Had very, very light seasonings. It was almost to the point where it didn't taste like there was any seasoning on it. I don't know what the fuck happened, but I had smoked, passed out, and woke up in the morning kind of late. The kids kind of have relaxed, they ain't got to get dressed up in the uniform, nothing. It's free dress, half day. And my dog shit all over the house. And I don't mean just like, I'm talking like fucked up a $5,000 rug, destroyed the pantry. He shit everywhere, the stairs, you name it, motherfucker. 30 shits. His stomach was all fucked up. And he's in a doggy daycare, um, a doggy hotel, because uh, he just couldn't bring him to the bay not on this trip. I just, we needed to have some sort of sanity. And she lost it on me. And it was deserving. I lied to her. She checked the cameras and saw. But um, yeah, we're just chilling. I really need my wife just to chill. It's Christmas. And I don't think I really got into the spirit. You know, my wife, I don't know, man, fucking, I think it cost like $2,000 to put the lights up in our house. And I was like, what the fuck? I need to do this job. You fuck around and do fucking five houses a week. That's 10 bands. Do that shit for like three weeks. That, that's shit, what? 30 bands. 15 fucking houses and they probably doing way more than that. I don't know actually maybe they're not I don't know it's just it sounds crazy but if you live off a very low income or you just work part-time or something that's a come up for Christmas right and um I just feel like the Christmas spirit like we got the tree who knows how much that fucking cost and getting it all ready and everything it's just a lot of work it's tiresome I'm just I have so much other shit going on I, I just I feel bad. You know, the elf on the shelf thing, which I didn't even realize, but she's been doing it for years. I didn't know you can't touch the elf. And I kind of started screaming and crying at me. 
And for all you parents out there who've been doing this or been do, did it, I just, man, and I know it drives my wife crazy to do it every night, but I do got to get in the Christmas spirit. I, I'm super late in getting it. I don't even feel like Christmas to me. I hear the music everywhere, but I just don't, I'm just out of it. You know what I mean? And it's like, yeah, it's getting colder and shit. And I just, it's been a weird year, guys. And I'm ready for it to end. Now, the crazy part about it is, if I really want to get real, the shit don't really matter. It's everyone's mindset is trended one way. So when January starts, like, new year, new me, no, motherfucker, I'm, I'm the same person. I ain't waiting until January to restart my life. I'll start today. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we start again tomorrow. I don't know. I just don't look at the new year. But I mean, it, it is a crazy year fiscally. Uh, I mean, the fiscal year financially has, has been fucking, uh, it just, it's been an odd year, right? And yeah, I didn't have a great year financially, but I had a, um, had a great learning year. It's one of those years where you, you take three steps back so you can go 10 steps forward, you know? And I, and I noticed something. Um, for the longest time, I took pride in having five speeds. Be like, oh, okay, I could chill with this person. I catch up here. Okay, yo, boom. Oh, I'm going faster than this person. My pace is impeccable. And recently, my speed is just one speed. Just go. Zero to 60 in fucking zero seconds. I go. So like, and when I'm zero, I'm just fucking planted on the couch. You know what I mean? Smoking, chilling. Time goes by and, you know, on a day I'm not doing anything. I'm like, all right, well, shit, maybe it's time to move this downstairs. Maybe it's time to move it outside. And that is what my day consists of. So anyways, I've been reading a lot of your guys' timelines because I'm following like 600, 700 extra people now. Instagram posts, Twitter feeds. And I see a lot of desire, but I don't see a lot of passion. And those words do go hand in hand. I need people to understand something real quick. My story, my journey, has been a very long process. I could legitimately say it's been almost a 40-year process, right? But professionally, it's been 30 years I've been grinding in the game. Some people are blessed with talent, whether it be basketball, soccer, math, speaking. I don't know. There's a lot of people who speak. They do shows. A lot of, I see a lot of podcasts out there. I'm seeing a bunch of po- Asian podcasts, this and that, and people having a good time talking. Is it profitable? I don't know. They're out there. Maybe they're grinding out. Maybe it doesn't work. Trust in the process doesn't mean you stay the same path forever until you feel like, all right, people get up and catch up with us. No, sometimes motherfuckers won't catch up because your shit ain't popping. So you got to be aware, you know what I mean, of what you're doing. The people who aren't blessed with that talent, they're blessed with other things. Maybe in a middleman, maybe in the, you know, the man in the back, maybe in someone's, you know, person in the cut. Not everyone could be a boss and everyone could be a CEO. A good team needs team players. Persistence, definitely. Very important value to have. You know what I mean? Annoying, hmm. When you get to that point, you know what I mean? You didn't fall off the ladder. And even if you you got talent, you can fuck around and, and been like, yo, dude, you're annoying. I'm not fucking with you. The real measurement and how you can gauge this shit is 
one-year increments, in, especially in, in success in life, you're not going to see really, uh, you know, if you do, it could be dangerous because you don't want to go down, right? It's better to go slowly up. You might be a little down, you go back up. When you take a spike up, it's hard, depending on where you're in life. It's much harder when you're young. So I gauge things in the five-year, 10-year increments, right? Where are you going to be in five years? Where are you going to be in 10? I haven't challenged myself. I'm like, damn, I'm washed up. I'm just trying to chill. I flattened out some bills. I've got rid of some, you know, unnecessary expenses. And I'm like, all right, so how do I maintain this? I know if I buy a bigger crib and I keep buying crazy cars, even if it's profitable, it's just too much extra work. I, I don't want that anymore. Not in this point in my life. So buying an eight, 9,000 square foot house with a lot of land, I know I got to grind 10 times harder. And I know this sounds not motivational to some of you right now, but the fuck is Ben talking about? I've been did that so much, man. It, I'm just in a different place in my life. If I was 36 right now inside my mind and my body, shit, I'd be on some, di- I'd be literally being a different, I'd be tripping on a whole different level right now. That means I had London at 26. Should it be 20 years old and I'll be 46? I'm fucking 50 right now, guys. I mean, a month away from it, right? Where are you going to be in 10 years? Where will I be in 10 years? London will be 20. He'll be in college, hopefully, even though I don't really necessarily care if he goes or not. I just hope he's doing something, you know, valuable with his life, of value. Right, will be 18. He'll be legally an adult. Kyle will be 16. Like, I'm like, holy shit, this is crazy. I got to pace myself right now. My wife has lived um, very comfortably. She could live a little better, but I know that she has a hard time pacing herself. And I mean that financially. So I do have to control and balance the finances in the house, you know, because it can go real fast. So like, our life is not bad right now. And I think the fact that I'm on cruise control, it could bother me sometimes. And I do realize the splurges that we have as far as like where we eat, where we vacation, things like that. I'm getting used to just having that real consistent, balanced schedule, right? I think I've been so erratic and so inconsistent throughout my entire life, even the beginning of our marriage and the beginning of parenthood. It was kind of like, okay, cool. I'm on a different path right now, guys. And I've been talking about that a lot because, you know, people don't shift. It's not about growing up necessarily. It is, but it isn't. It's about where you pivoting and where you positioning yourself in that point in life. And I've never been more serious about my life than right now. Like, I feel 70. I look 35. But I know, like, I'm like, all right, look. It's time to recharge the batteries. I got another 30, 40 years on here, hopefully. I really got to make these 30, 40. Like life began for me at 40. 
and like intermittent fasting, right? People are like, how'd you lose the weight? How'd you lose the weight? Nobody wants to take it serious. They'll do it for maybe a week. Some people might even do it for a month. I'm like, fuck this shit. I'm just going to work out. I'm going to do this. And, and that's cool. That can work too. But if you truly want to do intermittent fasting, you got to be on a 14, 10. You know what I mean? You got to be on a 14 hour fast, 10 hour eating. And that's really like, you really have to like, after 14 hours, go eat. Okay. After 10 hours, you got water, unsweetened tea, and straight black coffee. That's basically what you're going to have. You know? could have some fucking sugar-free mints throughout the day, you know, throughout that time you're fasting, but you can't go crazy. And I think that a lot of people don't have it. I'm telling you, I know for a fact that over 90% of the people that do it just, they just don't do it right. They'll say, oh shit, well, I've been doing it for like four months. Yeah, but in those four months, you've had like seven days, you know, and people are like, well, wait a second, 120 days. At 120 days, seven days fucks it up. Like, bro, one day does. Now, if you hit the four or five month mark and you had a fuck up day, you can make it work. But it ain't like, okay, well today, I, I, you know, I'm a cheat day. No, there ain't no cheat days ever with intermittent fasting. It takes time. It takes a lot of discipline. And I do this to myself because I've lived, man, from 2015 to 2021, I was like, fuck this. I eat whatever the fuck I want. I want to eat McDonald's every day. I'll do what the fuck I want. Now, that doesn't mean I can't still eat that bullshit. I just got to eat it inside my window. So with all that shit that's going on, am I going to stop intermittent fasting? I don't know, right? I've lost some weight. I feel good. I'm not exactly where I want to be. I think by summer I might be. And then at that point, I got to decide. That had been over a year I've been intermittent fasting. But the schedule is good. It does work. And I think when I do get down to like maybe 170 flat and maybe I can tone up a little bit more so I can maybe, you know, get more muscle and stay below 175 no matter what, maybe no matter what, stay below 180. I can't go back to that 210 level. I just can't. Then maybe I can not necessarily ease up, but just like, it, it just it ain't good for me. I had less stomach aches. I got my... um. Uh, colitis is less active, you know. But what are we talking about here? I'm talking about a process, guys. It's a long process. Even when I hit that first M, it was like May 2004, hit that first million. That's 18 years ago, almost going on 19 years. And I fucked around. And four years later, I found myself with 75 grand. People are like, oh shit, still up way more than I got. When you're up that high, to drop that low, it ain't good. It is definitely not good. So I've seen myself keep, you know, on that incline. I'm going up on the graph. And some months it's slowly, you know what I'm saying? And, and you know, I always tell people, December, January could be the months where I go down a little bit. I bounce back hard in February. Things are different right now. My shit is all over the place. It ain't really going in seasons. My life don't go in seasons like that. I wish it did. It just don't because I'm, you know, again, pivoting into a different world. But I stay consistent. So I don't have four different quarters that are random. I make up for it. 
I try to do it by the monthly. I don't do it by the weekly or the daily. All right, shit, last two months, it didn't go so well. I ain't going to sit there and be like, I got to work harder. That ain't going to work for me, bro. What I mean is, I know where my bag is. So if October and November were slow, it wasn't that I couldn't do something about it. It's not that I can go fix it in December just out of nowhere. You know, it's a long process. And December hit, you know, but December hit me too. You know what I mean? So I realized a lot, a lot of checks came in um, just this week. And it's cool. I'm not even thinking about like, oh, great. I'm going to go buy this, this, and this. And like I said, I've been itching to go buy something, a big purchase, something, anything. You know what I did? I think I gave every single person that I've been giving presents to, because I don't give gifts to too many people. I've been blessing them with much more this year. And this year wasn't really a great year for a lot of people. But, you know, like, fuck this. I'm going to take care of some people. Um, I just, man, if you're passionate about something, you're going to find a way. And I truly mean passionate. You're going to understand why something was wrong. You're going to understand why you hit the ball, you know, shallow. You're going to understand why you're shanking. You're going to understand. And I still don't understand that shit. I'm still fucking so passionate about golf, so passionate about life, so passionate about fatherhood that I researched this shit like it was a fucking college thesis project, right? All I'm saying is passion, guys. If you really got that passion, it's one thing to have desire. It's one thing to have wants. If you really going out there like you broke, and you could be, what I'm talking about, if you really acting like you broke and you got a little bit of paper, watch how different you move. I just think about even just the way I was living like three years ago, two years ago, and just like, the fuck? I mean, I had fun. Don't get me wrong. It was nice having a Rolls, a Range, Lambo, a Porsche, and a fucking um, Ferrari all at the same time. Like, man, dog, what the, the fuck? For what? Like, it was just, and again, I love cars. Just don't love it as much anymore. But my passion went somewhere else, right? And I might, I don't hate jewelry. There's times I look at things like, wow, that looks really good. I haven't lost it completely. I just, I've done it for 18 years and I have a different passion now. And this is a passion I know I could have for the rest of my life. Um, I don't even want to tell you what I mean, you guys obviously know what I'm talking about. But anyways, um, I had to go to traffic school today online. And the crazy part is I had to do so much shit before I got to um, San Francisco. And so I was like, all right, well, my wife got a moving violation like three or four months ago, like five months ago. So that traffic light um, on the corner of Beverly and Sunset, right in front of the Beverly Hills Hotel. And she was making a right turn against the red. And it doesn't say, you know, arrow only, no red turn, no right turn on red, whatever it is. And she kind of had the right away. This person was making a left going southbound. They ran the light. So my wife kind of sped up, whatever. She got caught in the camera. And the car's under my name. So they sent me the ticket. And I pushed the court date back. So I was like, I always do that. Anytime you get a moon violation, always push it back. You get one. Sometimes you're even going to get two. And COVID, whatever. And then if you want to fight it, always fight it. You never fucking know. Unless you don't have the time. And I don't usually have the time these days. But like, depending on the schedule... 
but she got this one violation ticket. And I was like, look, this ain't even me driving the car. And I was going to figure out how to deal with it when we get there. You know what I mean? You're going against a camera. It's like, bitch, that ain't me. You already see. And so like, who it is? I mean, they, they don't fucking know. Bottom line is, I haven't gotten a violation in 18 years. I mean, longer than that, almost 20. And people are like, the way you drive crazy. But yeah, yeah, I know. You know, I had an attorney deal with one ticket one time. But told my wife, I was like, babe, this is your problem. They want $500 fucking $30 for this shit. And I don't have the fucking time to go to court. We're going to be here in San Francisco. So we can't go to court in Beverly Hills. So you go to traffic school. So I set up the traffic school. We got mad shit to do. Pack, all this other shit. So... I buy this fucking guarantee pass, class, whatever. And they make you sit through the description before the actual test part. So you have to wait four minutes. So realistically, it was 10 parts. So realistically, it's going to be 45 minutes to an hour for you to finish this course. And you can log off and log back on and whatever and just all this little bullshit. So she does about 20, 25 minutes of it. And I'm just like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm going to do it myself. I don't want to deal with this shit because it's under my fucking name. So I finished the ticket. It's just bullshit. I used to hate going to traffic school. But why am I telling you guys this? It's because it fucking occupied a bunch of waste of fucking time because my fucking wife did it. <laughs> and that's it. So I'm just glad all this shit got checked off yesterday. I'm so fucking excited. And um, that was all I want to talk about really. Um, next up, what is that? Oh, Salt Bay. The fuck they ain't pronounced his name, nurse or something, whatever. This guy is the biggest fucking loser. This guy is such a fucking cocksucker. This dude is the biggest clown, doofus, goofy, weenie motherfucker. I'm dog. I don't know where the fuck this dude was from, Turkey or some shit. I, I remember people were like, oh, I fuck with this dude. Dude's funny. He had like, let's say out of 75,000 same videos, he had like one or two that were kind of funny. But like, no cap, this dude is a fucking loser. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, go Google Salt Bay Messi. At the World Cup, this dude is bothering all players, touching the fucking trophy. No, FIFA rules even states you cannot touch the trophy unless you are a championship winning team. So they're probably going to find the team, whatever. This guy is bothering people. Apparently, Messi seems to be a pretty nice guy. Dude, the dude just won the fucking World Cup. He's super happy. It's a big deal. And he's bothering the dude, grabbing his arm like, yo, let's get a pick. Let's get a pick. And the dude's like, what? Get the fuck away from me. I don't even know who the fuck you are. And I know the dude is famous. Like a lot of people know, you know, whatever. But it's like not even cringe. What's the word that's past cringe? It, it just, I mean, it really cringe. So the only reason I hate because cringe is such a popular word now. Even my kids use it. But like, you really do cringe when you watch this. And like the people who accept it, like, oh, it's cool. Fuck that. One of my partners, Mike, who I own VVS with, he was like, yo, I went to Salt Bay. I went to, that shit was so fucking good, man. It was one of the best steaks I ever had. Like, bro, are you crazy? You really read into the hype like that, bro? That steak is trash. In Dubai, it's trash. In Miami, it's trash. That shit is garbage, homie. That shit is bullshit. Dude, Mastro's is like the bare minimum. Ruth Chris is better than that. Dude is just a loser. I spent three minutes telling you that he's a fucking clown. And just a... God damn, bro, I, I don't... Dog. 
he's my age or older. Like, really, bro? I just couldn't imagine asking anybody for a fucking picture. Like, I just couldn't. I, maybe for my kids, if it was like some, you know, Flamingo or Mr. Beast or somebody, be like, all right, cool. I just couldn't do Like, I couldn't do it. I, I just, just fucking weird, man. Just fucking weird. Before we take this commercial break, I was going to have a financial person come on with me yesterday and explain this Bank of Japan situation. How basically the Bank of Japan has pretty much fucked up the economy, especially in America. And uh, their interest rates have gone up instead of going down and the fucking, their dollar is tanking like super bad. I wish I was fucking there right now. Um, but I, I can't really explain it because, you know, financially I'm literate in, in a lot of things, but like that's one thing I just so not literate in, with, with like currency and um, how the dollar falls. I wish I should have had my boy Paul on here. But uh, sidebar, Cuddy hit me up the other day. He's like, yo, bro, I'm in Japan. I'm having a party at One Oak in New Year's Eve, um, in Tokyo, you need to pull up. And I was like, nah, man, I ain't going to fucking Tokyo, you tripping. And never would I ever accept a, a trip for him. But then I was like, ah, we'll see. Hits me again last night. He's like, yo, bro, you pulling up? He's like, I got you on your trip. I'll fly you business class out there. And I'm like, damn, man. I don't want to be on a plane for thir 12, 13 hours before the new year. In 13 years, I've never been away from my wife in New Year's. I've never missed my family. I've never been away from my family bringing in the New Year, even if they're asleep at midnight. I just, I don't know. And I don't want to be in the cold. It's fucking freezing and snowing there. And I just, man, it's, trust me, I want to go back to Japan bad as fuck. I just don't know if I want to do that. So anyways, let's get to a break real quick. And, um, what the fuck? Holy shit. I don't know how much time it passed. I guess it might not be a short show. Yeah, we'll be right back. You hear the Lakey Lake in the background. Yo, Miles. Um, take us to a break. Have a business or want to start one? Shopify makes it simple to sell to anyone from anywhere. With Shopify, you'll create an online store that represents you and your brand. It's how every minute new sellers around the world make their first sale with Shopify, and you will too. It's never been easier to start and grow a business thanks to Shopify. Sell your goods however you want with whatever look you please. Shopify has all the sales channels sorted for your business to keep growing online. When you're ready to launch your thing into the spotlight, do it with Shopify, used by millions of businesses around the world. Go on. Try Shopify for free and start selling anywhere. This is a possibility powered by Shopify. Sign up a free trial at shopify.com slash baller, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash baller to start selling online today. That's shopify.com slash baller, all lowercase. What's up, y'all? We're back. I read Twitter and it's the same old shit. They're showing like the Trump taxes and this motherfucker paid 4% in taxes over like the last 10 years and some years he paid like less and whatever and it's just like this motherfucker claimed he made minus 31 million, minus 26 million, minus 40. I'm just like, God damn, bro. Like, like dog, you're pulling that shit still in your 70s, bro, in your 60s? Like, wow. 
But then it starts going back to this. It's, oh, you, you know, show me yours and did this and that. You don't even know. Like, people are crazy. It's the same old fucking bullshit. Same old rhetoric. Oh, because you're a Democrat. No. Oh, maybe you probably believe in the vaccine. And this and that's just like, dog, why? How is everything hand in hand? That shit's so weird to me, bro. It's like thinking only black people listen to hip hop. Right? And just a super generalization of shit. And it goes back to guns and to Kyle Rittenhouse and all this shit. All time. Even the people who I like, it goes back into that. I'm just like, yo, bro, why is it going this cycle? But it got me thinking about, you know, the assault rifles. Look, I know that the banning guns in the United States of America is never going to happen. Okay? And I own a lot of guns. But if they did ban assault rifles, I wouldn't fucking care. People are just so, I don't give a fuck if you're part of the NRA. People are so crazy about this shit. They really trip on it. If they say you can only own one gun in your house, I'd be like, all right, cool. All right. Guess I had to carry the VP9. You know? Maybe fucking uh, P365XL. I don't know. Because I need to have something to carry. I can't really carry a VP9, but you know, if they have two guns, whatever. But it's like a weird thing. People are so tripped out on guns. And I am a gun owner. The right to bear arms, right? Fuck you need an assault rifle for. I'm for real. Oh, for game. Shut the fuck up, bro. You do not need an AR-15 or an AK. You don't need any of that shit. You don't need an MP5. You don't need an SP5. You don't need a fucking assault rifle. You'd be fine with a shotgun and a handgun and you'd be straight, a revolver, whatever. But the people who trip on it, their lives must just be fucked up. What is, what is your problem with it? I want to see if there's a mental case study that they could do on these people. Like something ain't right. Because then other people will have, no, 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 dog, I'm talking about really for real. They did it like London, like Korea, where you just, yeah, let's say there's, you know, 30 million people in the area. And let's just say, not law enforcement, let's just say that um, 70 people had them. I'm okay with those numbers. There's other ways to figure it. I'm just saying, you don't see that shit in Japan or Korea, these other areas. They don't have those problems. Why am I bringing it up? I just, I hate the whole shit. Candace Owens, all that. But shut the fuck up. God damn. Some good news. Well, interesting news. Very big news for those of you who love watches. Those of you who love Rolexes. This is a big fucking deal. Rolex has just announced that they're going to have a certified pre-owned Rolex program. Do you guys have any idea how fucking huge that is? That is going to change the resale game to a whole different level. Now, basically, they aren't discounting watches as it is right now. And they had all that cap shit. Oh, we're making less watches. It's more demand. Bullshit. You're making more watches now than you ever made in your fucking life. Marketing is incredible. And, you know, whatever. Watch market slow down a little bit. This is a multi-billion dollar business as far as aftermarket. Well, not after the secondhand watch world. It's huge. So they're jumping in the game. Imagine if Nike said, you know what? Fuck StockX, fuck everyone else. We're going to fucking sell pre-owned shoes. 
right? Well, StockX doesn't, but I'm saying pre-owned kicks is a big game. Rift does it. It's big in Japan. And it's like, you know, if you have, you know, shoes that are 8.5 or 9 out of 10 condition or better, you know, pre-owned, it's, it's a big business. Round two does it. It's, it's crazy. But this shit is going to be big. I, it, it's crazy. Because look, Rolex can polish the watch. They can pretty much make any watch look at least 85, 90% new. And that's really on a really old 1980s, 70s, 60 watch. If it's like a 2008 or newer, they can make the watch look damn near brand new. You'd never know. They just tell you it's certified pre-owned, whatever, have the box and everything. It's official. But I need to see what the price is going to be like. It's going to be interesting, man. I finished White Lotus season two. Eh. Fuck that lame-ass show, bro. And everyone's fucking, oh, this show with this, this, and this. And I can relate to some of it, you know, being a married couple. And then there's like certain things in life, whatever. And there's, you know, people cheat and whatever. And then there's fights and things. like, And couples going to a vacation together. And just arguments. You got a fucking one person super Debbie Downer and whatever. And just, I just, I don't like that fucking Aubrey or Audrey chick. Aubrey Plaza, what the fuck are now? I don't know what, I, I I didn't like almost any of the fucking actors in there. I didn't like Marco Imperioli, who he played. Like, that wasn't a good role for him. I think F. Murray Abraham, he was all right. Like, the, I just, I couldn't fuck with this show. I didn't like the cast. I don't know, man. I, my wife was like, all right, it's cool. But nah, man, for the hype it had, I'm not going to spoil it for you guys, man. I just, I expected more. It was interesting. It was just, eh. I don't know, man. It just, it, no, it didn't move me. That Michelle Wee podcast I did, and basically, you know, two LPGA people, it's Michelle Wee, Halle Ledbetter, uh, have a podcast called Golf Mostly. Halle Ledbetter has been working for Golf Digest and uh, handling the LPGA forever, doing commentating. She has been in golf all her life. Her dad is one of the most famous golf instructors in the world, David Ledbetter. He is famous for saying that Tiger will never win a major. Wow. But no, he's a big instructor. He was Michelle Wee's instructor. Michelle Wee is obviously a Korean legend. She is the only LPGA player ever in history to make a men's cut in the PGA. Anyways, two great girls, great people. They know a lot about golf. Different perspective. They're probably both, well, no, when I say probably, I'm sorry. They are both much better golfers than I am. But I know I can hang with them. I play with, obviously, Men's pros were better than them, but you know, they're well, Shelby's retired. Hallie's never went pro, but I mean, I think she could have. And it's a good podcast because we talk about my entry into golf and I think par three covers a lot of this too, but it was cool coming from them because they had their own questions. And it was a good show. I had a good time. Um, check it out. I think it's on YouTube. You know what? Hold on one second. I don't know where you watch the show, which is weird. Um, there's clips. Um, there is, it's full video. We did a full video show, so I don't know what the fuck is on. You can obviously listen to Apple Podcasts. When I Google, that's where they are. I didn't see it anywhere else. But it was good for some OGs in the game to have me on there. And I appreciate it. It was, uh, it was dope. I, I don't know where you can watch the video. I will find out and put it out on my Instagram, my Twitter. Fucking weird. Watch Lord Invitational. We are just about four months away guys okay it's gonna start moving fastly fastly quickly 
So I decided, since this is such a big production, you know, the April ones, TaylorMade title sponsor, Michelob, I mean, Michelob Ultra title sponsor, TaylorMade, Dave & Buster's, this, this, and this, and all that. I want to have a more fun tournament. Something fun. Maybe a par 68, par 70, even a par 65. Somewhere chill where there's food. Everyone hangs out. Probably some prizes. I don't know if I want to do a full production one. I thought about it. I was like, nah, man. I don't know if I want this to be so sponsor heavy. I like this to be fun. You know, it could sponsor some holes. I don't want a title sponsor is what I mean. And I think because there were so few spots available that it fucked a lot of things up. And at $500 a spot, you know what I'm saying? It's not cheap. But like, I'd have to figure out something. Maybe I make it a little bit less. But I'd have to figure that out. You know, but anyways, we decided I've, I've made a vote. Is it San Diego or Las Vegas for next year? It'd be September. And uh, the voters, it was very close, by the way, it's 51 to 49, um, San Diego. So we're doing a San Diego and uh, I want to do a full, full house, 144 players. Very few people were able to um, get a place in it. And uh, I offered subscribers I think maybe 12 subscribers were able to get in and everything else was corporate force, some sponsors, this and that. So I really want to just kind of get it and have it fun and, you know, have it taken care of. I ain't trying to make money on it. I don't really trip, right? Maybe do a hole-in-one contest. I don't know how crazy it'd be. Maybe not so much a grand prize. Maybe it could be a raffle. I don't know yet. I haven't figured it out, but we are going to do something in San Diego and I'm excited, right? Super dope. Um, Low-key... I do want to have a meetup this week. It wouldn't be work. It'd just be chill in San Francisco here. Um, it'd be something quick. It'd definitely be in the morning. Wouldn't be at night. And I think it'd probably be like around 9 a.m. in San Francisco. I'm really starting to figure out what's going on now, what I'm doing. Um, I will be in the East Bay on Saturday. So that might work too, but then that might be totally different. I'm going to figure it out. If I do it on Saturday... We might could do lunch. Okay. If I do it on Saturday, we could do lunch in Concord. If I do it in the morning sometime, whether it be tomorrow, wouldn't it be Christmas Day, maybe day after Christmas on Monday. It, it might be Friday or Monday. I know it's very quick notice, but if you subscribe to my Instagram or my Twitter, um, I'd let it be known there. Definitely, again, this ain't something where I want to have a ton of people. I think you guys will be with family anyway. Something low-key. Get some coffee. Um, shoot the shit. And that's about it. Subscribers only. Would not be for B2B Army unless you're a subscriber. And uh, yeah, so could be Friday morning, 9 a.m. Could be Monday morning, 9 a.m. in San Francisco. Or it could be Saturday afternoon in Concord. Yeah. By the way, I'd like to say thank you to all the BTB Army that sent Starbucks gift cards. Appreciate you guys. Thank you. In fact, Miles, Mr. Miles Davis, thank you very much for that gift card. If you do want to send one in the next two days, thewashedlord at gmail.com. Appreciate all you guys. Obviously, you know I give all the time, but that's like one thing that I do on a daily basis. I do coffee bean even more, but Starbucks is obviously more accessible. And uh, I'm super hyped. There is no podcast on Monday. Let me remind you again, no podcast is coming Monday. On the 26th, there's no podcast. 
I'm not recording a show. I'm just chilling. The next podcast for BTB, besides today, will be on the 29th. All right, guys, there's no show on Monday. You're chilling, right? Speaking of podcasts, listen to the Full Send podcast, and I listened to the OJ Simpson episode, and it's probably the best episode they've done. I like how they even pressed him for some questions too, and he was like trying to be respectful. And they paid him a lot of money to be on the show. And I've heard the other ones, Donald Trump, Elon. Elon's show was, the interview with Elon sucked. Uh, the Donald Trump one was whatever. Some of them ones are okay. Ricky Fowler one was really good. This one was the best one that they've done. As far as the ones I've listened to in the last, whatever, I don't know how long they've been doing it. John Daly one was great. But this OJ Simpson one is fucking good. It's fucking golden. Shout out to the Full Send guys. I know I'm going to get on that show sometime soon. Just wanted to thank you guys, man. And what I'm thankful for, truly, besides the obvious, my family, my health, you know, my wife, kids, and the people that are around me directly, I'm really thankful for all the people who do subscribe, all the people who listen to this show, all the people who follow me on my subscriber list on Twitter, Instagram, those people feel like I'm building so much more of a connection with you guys slowly but surely and again, trust the process. You know, it's $3. It's nothing. After I hit 500 subscribers, I changed it to $5. Now, reason why is because it's way more fucking work to interact with everybody. And again, this is not even just for, this is, I have friends who listen to this show. The worst way to contact me is through a DM. The second worst would possibly be a text message. When I'm actively on the text, I'm not looking at the other text from before. If I can get back and scroll, my memory just lags. I just keep it forward. Calling me is the best way to get a hold of me, right? And that's if, well, you got one of the five phone numbers. And one of my New Year's resolutions I said on Twitter is, is I'm going to get rid of three phones. Get down to two. At least get down to three. That's got to happen like in the next two weeks because it's just ridiculous. I don't even look at the other phones. Um, there's two I do pay attention to the most. With that said, I don't have time for small talk. I wish I did. That's not what this is about. It's more really seeing the interactions and, and being able to follow you back and things like that. But any kind of super small talk, it's just really hard to get back to, you know, hundreds and hundreds of DMs a day. It really is hundreds a day to the thousands on certain days. And um, even for $5 a month, it's like imagine you come to one fucking meet and greet, Dame Buster's. Right there, that's two years of your fucking of your subscription price. It's like more. And the giveaways and all this other stuff. By the way, I'm giving away my first Spider EX putter, tailor-made putters, my first putter ever. I've made a shit ton of putts on this thing. It is in excellent condition. Nine, nine point five out of ten. It is super nice. And uh, I'm gonna be giving it away on my IG subscription page. I'm gonna do a Twitter giveaway soon too. It's totally separate, two different things. But again, I'm thankful for you guys. It really is an awesome thing. For those of you wondering, yes, you know, for some reason, if that's just too much, it's all good. I'm not tripping. If you unfollow um, or you uh, stop subscribing, yeah, then, you know, your boy unfollows. It's just part of the package deal. And it's just like one little small rule. That's it. But anyways, guys, wherever you are in the world, I got people in Ghana. I got people in Botswana. I got people in Australia, the UK, you know, Tennessee, Chicago, Seattle, Detroit, Hawaii. Philippines, New York, of course, LA, all over. I want you all to have a great Christmas. Happy Hanukkah, all that good stuff. Guys, I love y'all. Thank you so much for listening to the show. 
I will see you back next Thursday. All right. That's my man, Lakey Lake. Peace. We are outro. <laughs>